Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. We got audio of what happens when you put Tracy Morgan on live TV during a quarantine. And Alanis Morissette is unschooling her kid. Get to both those stories here in a minute. But first, let's begin this hour's news with Jack Dorsey. Yeah, he is a big-time CEO and is donating some money. I mean, we've had some we've had some impressive amounts donated from some other celebrities, including Oprah who coughed up 10 million dollars and some billionaires have earmarked 100 million dollars, but Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey is blowing them all out of the water with a 1 billion dollar donation. Yes, that's with a B. Wow. He said I'm moving a billion dollars of my square equity, about 28% of my wealth, to hashtag Start Small LLC to fund global COVID-19 relief. After we disarm this pandemic, the focus will shift to girls' health and education and UBI. He said it will operate transparently. All flows tracked here. He linked to this Google sheet where he's tracking it. Um, UBI is universal basic income, in case you're wondering. Jack is also the founder of Square, the company that does those mobile credit card readers for small businesses. So that's what he means by Square Equity. The guy's only 43, and he's worth about $3.3 billion, according to Forbes. And uh, he said, he goes, why now? He says, the needs are incredibly urgent, and I want to see the impact of my lifetime. Sure. I hope this inspires others to do something similar. Life is too short. So let's do everything we can today to help people now. So that's yeah, impressive. wow, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah. I can't believe he's worth that much at forty three. I feel like such a loser. <laughs> well, we've been haven't we been a, we've been slacking. Yeah, I know. I did. That is my first thought. I'm like, what has his life been like since? I mean, did he start his business right out of college, and what have the last twenty years of building that business? What has his life looked like outside of working all the time? And did he work that much? And, yeah. Is he, he fulfilled did. in other areas of his life? Is he, you know, is he, is he happy and healthy? And I just wonder. Well, you should interview him. I should ask him all of these questions, shouldn't I? Those are good you questions. You ask him out to the farm. You can have him down in your studio come, room. Yes. Yeah. Come, to, come to my basement. Come to Jen's basement. <laughs> I think that's a great name for a podcast, don't you? Jen's basement. <laughs> It could go all sorts of ways. Oh, it could, couldn't it? <laughs> well, Hoda Kotb decided to give Tracy Morgan a live microphone during the Today Show yesterday. And so brave. It went exactly <laughs> as you would expect it to. Me and my wife been quarantining in for like three weeks, so she's pregnant three times. Every week she got pregnant. And we also, we're role-playing a lot now. She's playing a young maiden whose grandfather was infected with coronavirus. And I'm the scientist who discovered the cure. And she'll do anything to save her grandfather's life. And I mean anything. Well, you are a creative one. I was just watching the show. This tiger (laughs) in the Bronx Zoo got me scared. So I'm going to get all my pets tested. I'm getting my sharks tested. I'm getting my moray eel tested. I just bought a 600-pound silverback gorilla. I'm going to take him down to New York Presbyterian and get him tested. <laughs> there you go. And what is the expression on Hoda's face as all of this is happening? Is she is she just like, I've completely lost control of this? Or is she 
like furiously trying to gain control back. Um, I think she's like, I don't want to be rude, but this is inappropriate, and I'm just yeah looking for the first opportunity to bail out of it. You know, we had we sort of had an experience like that with him, but it was before sort of. we weren't live. We were, yeah. in fact, yeah. we were setting up to tape an interview with him. This is way back in June of 2006. Tracy oh, Morgan. It's been that long. He comes into this very studio. <laughs> he sits down in the very chair that Tim now sits in. And as we're doing sound checks and getting ready to start rolling, this is the conversation. And you'll hear me in the background going, you know, check one, two, test one, two, as we're as we're setting up. <laughs> avoiding the situation. You'll hear Jeff avoiding this. Oh, yeah. He's totally tossed it off to friction me. I want to walk around naked with you and fool around and and he's talking to um jen and fritch i guess and there's like a fourth person in the room that i haven't quite figured out i think it's joe okay yeah i want to walk around naked with you and fool around and always feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com surgery house and I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. That's true. It's hard when there's 8 million kids around. But she, what she had to realize after t- after check, t- about check. 10 years into the marriage, she realized that um she didn't have to fix everything in my life. He's on too. That's a Which lot of times when you women go women wrong, like yeah, because y'all like to rehabilitate a mother and all of that. <laughs> you knew he wasn't <laughs> when you met him. <laughs> what makes you think <clears> his moms couldn't couldn't even straighten him out. Yeah. Because you <laughs> now you think that you got the golden. <laughs> and I could, I think I could change this number. I think I could fix him. I'm from the island of misfit toys. Remember when Rudolph went to the island of misfit toys? toys. I'm a misfit toy. <laughs> My batteries don't fit. I'm played out. I'm like the evil Knievel wound up toy, man. <laughs> evil Knievel. You ready to do this? Yeah, for you. Right. I like a woman that, that like we have <laughs> to be totally incompatible. You There's like nothing wrong with a woman that's big and strong. Yeah. I like a big strong woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you ready? Uh, wait a minute. This, this right here is hot. I'm, you're learning. All three of you ladies are learning something. This is you true. Need to you know are giving us an education. Every guy loves when a woman gs. Ain't nothing like when really? a woman got that gs. Ain't nothing like that. Why, yeah. Why would you like that? Because we love that. We live for that. When you <laughs> and she <laughs> I'm a beast. Look. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker trying to me. I told you I'm a freak. I love that gs. We, we live for that. You want that new TV set? You better. G- <laughs> if, you, if she, g- we going to Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> we going down to Best. You just made me go on my wallet. Give me that sixty-inch plasma. <laughs> Give me that plasma. We ain't gonna get it for. <laughs> you make a man go on his wallet if you. G- what are you doing, Jeff? Oh, I don't know what Jeff happened. Jeff get comfortable. Like, oh my God, Jeff's let's do his going. X-ray. Oh, let's do it. I'm ready. All right. All right. It's a clean version. So we should send that audio to Hoda Copy and say, you got uh, off easy. I know it. I know yeah. it.
Where yeah, isn't there a clip something... of him too? Something about look at them hips. Yes, and he I said like something too about getting both of us pregnant. He was like, "Yeah, oh, those are pregnant hips." Uh-huh. Remember, he kept talking about how wide we were. <laughs> I'll keep looking. <laughs> I think there's it's okay. more. Yeah, if well, it's lost forever, I'm fine. <laughs> I'll check the archives and see if there's more. There might be. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Cincinnati's Q102, Jeff and Jen, 637. Been uh, digging through the archives trying to find more Tracy Morgan, arable Tracy Morgan audio. And you can't. Uh, Yeah, well, there was a... (laughs) We bring this up because there was a story that we mentioned a few minutes ago uh, about Tracy Morgan on the Today Show yesterday. And he's on with Hoda Kotb. And, of course, this is a live mic, and she's completely lost control of the interview. And he's talking about how he and his wife are role-playing and that she's a woman whose grandfather has the coronavirus, and he's the scientist who's discovered the cure. And Hoda Kotb is trying to wrap this up as quickly as possible. (laughs) And it reminded us of the time that we had Tracy Morgan in this very studio. What I would do with Jen, Jen is you got to be simultaneous. You got to catch her in the bathroom while she's doing her hair. He's got me figured out, boy. Hit it so she come to work happy every morning. All right, I'm going to switch places with Fritz. Fritz, you sit here. (laughs) You and Fritz. Yeah, what does Fritz mean? That's sweet right there. Sweet right there. So she a freak. She young. She out. Mm-hmm. She loves to go all out. She's adventurous. Yeah, they don't listen to me when I tell There's them. a lot of energy right there. Oh, she's got energy. Yeah, God would have to keep up with her. You know, you get to that point later on in life, you got to start giving. You got to become a look at them hips. God. <laughs> I like them hips. She just celebrated her birthday yesterday. Yes, well, she did. The day before yesterday. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. June 22nd of 2006. So funny. Told you he liked my hips, man. Mm-hmm. And there's still yet more. I just have to comb through it. Yeah, because he says MF like ev- all the time. Yeah, there's a lot mm-hmm. of bleeping constant. Going on. Yeah. It was like he was around for a very long time that day. Yeah, and the and the funny thing is, I remember when we were doing the interview. The interview itself was about two minutes, but the whole thing was like thirty minutes because you couldn't get him focused to start the interview. No, and he was in no think- hurry to leave. Oh, no. Do you think he was trying to get one of y'all? No. I didn't feel that. Quickie or something? No. No. He was was talking the talk, but no, I don't think so. Yeah. I think he definitely was just like doing that because I think he does that. I think that's just kind of his thing. (laughs) I agree. And he always talks about getting people pregnant. That's why when I heard that clip from Hoda, I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. I think we all have been knocked up by him. Yeah. That's great. So bizarre, though. So, if you have suddenly found yourself being the main educator for your kids, you might have something in common with Alanis Morissette. Alanis has three kids now, ranging from eight eight years old to eight months old, and she calls her method of teaching unschooling. But it's not it's a thing. Yeah, but it's not quite as rebellious. As it sounds. So I'll read you some of the quotes. She said, um, unschooling is child-led education. I already like this. So if there's some agenda, like if I was a kid, I, that sounds great to me. Like, let's it's play awesome, <laughs> Like let's play with these magnet tiles. And my daughter is like, screw those tiles. I want to put glitter on that thing and cut that tree and put that thing and boom, we do that. 
Uh, she says, so basically, like, I try to get inside their head, their eyeballs. I'm constantly watching their eyes, what they're pulled toward, and then we just kind of do the deep dive. Huh. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a thing. I've got a couple of books in the house, actually, about it, unschooling. And uh, I think it's quite brilliant, actually. And the reason that it's different than schooling, because schooling is very... Uh, it's it's very rigid in how they te- they teach the same way to the same kids the same subjects in the same way and everybody does the same thing with unschooling it's super individualized and you follow what your kids' interests are and then teach them through their motivations and the whole idea of it is is to really help them become who they are instead of trying to get them to know and learn everything that everybody else is learning and knowing. Hmm. So if you've got a kid that's got, you know, a lot of interest in in art, well then you use art to teach them math. And right. yeah. So it's 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 very similar to the program I did for Jacob for many years when I had taken him out of school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She said uh, there's no set hours. So, like, if my son is going to bed late on tour and he asks me three really huge existential questions, there's no, ah, we'll talk about it in the morning. Like, that's the moment you got to seize it. Unschooling is, like, 24-7. Yeah, it's being present. It's being there with your kid and and paying attention to what who they are and what they're all about. It's cool. I love it. Work, right? but it's all work, right? (laughs) (laughs) No matter which way you do it. I mean, that's the beautiful part about unschooling. If you're going with the, you're not having to fight with them to learn or forcing them to sit down because it's time to do your work and it's time to learn because you're always doing your work and you're always doing the learning just with life, right? You're just using everyday life as the lessons. It's pretty cool. Way to go, Alanis. So... This is a fun story about Stevie Nicks. You know that song, Edge of Seventeen, one of her biggest hits, right? Just like the white winged dove sings a song, sounds like she's singing. Baby, ooh. Yeah, great. Just like the white winged dove. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Okay. Well... This whole song has just been a huge lie. That song came out in 1981, 39 years ago. And Stevie just revealed that she had never even heard the song of a dove, white-winged or otherwise, until just a few days ago. Oh. (laughs) She heard one singing outside her window. She'd never heard that before. (laughs) Never heard it. Nope. She got a a video, and the dove delivered the the three oohs just like in the song, and she said she started to cry. Oh this goodness. dove had come here to watch over me, she I said. I had never put that together until this moment right now. So where did Stevie get the idea for the opening line? Well, of all places, an airplane menu. She said, in 1980, I was flying home from Phoenix, and I was handed a menu that said, the white-winged dove sings a song that sounds like she's singing ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> She makes her home here in the great uh, cigarro cactus that provides shelter and protection for her. She said, as you well know, I was very taken with that whole picture and went on to write Edge of 17. Had she ever heard of a coughing pig before? (laughs) (laughs) 
just like a coughing pig. There you go. Wheezing, hacking, wheezing, hacking. Future oh, hit no. right there. I feel so bad for that pig. Me too. He needs some Robitussin. I know. <laughs> Put some Tussin on it. <laughs> well, it seems very premature to be planning for the return of Major League Baseball, but apparently that's exactly what's been happening behind the scenes. And there's a strange idea being floated. Sources are telling ESPN that Major League Baseball and its players are focusing in on a plan that would launch the season next month, but in empty stadiums. Here's the rough idea. All 30 teams would play games at stadiums with no fans in the Phoenix area, like you know the Arizona Diamondbacks Chase Field, plus 10 spring training facilities and other nearby fields. Players, coaches, and other essential people would be sequestered, so to speak, at hotels, at area hotels, where they'd live in relative isolation and only go to and from the stadiums. Now, MLB has admitted that a one-location plan has been discussed, but they say they haven't settled on that option or, or, or developed a detailed plan. ESPN said some of the possibilities that are being discussed include Players sitting in the empty stands six feet apart and not in a dugout together. No mound visits by catchers or coaches. Uh, an electric, like an electronic strike zone so that umpire, umpires wouldn't need to be crouched near the players. That's what I this was going to be the end. This is the end of umpiring then. If they make Aww, that, if they so? do that, they yeah, won't go well, back. Why would they need them? Right. Why would they need them? If well, because when do you it think about it, the catcher, the umpire, and the batter are all within what, like a foot of each other? Yeah. Pretty much. If, yeah. If, if not even closer? Right. Tim's house. I'm guessing Tim's is house. That Tim's? Yep. Hook and ladder. <laughs> That's yeah. definitely uh, the, not Ross. <laughs> that's engine 23, the big house. Big team just went by. Flying down the hill on top. At first, at first I thought, where's Jeff going with this story with that siren on it? Oh. Nope. Wasn't me. Hey, if anyone listening, side note, uh, can tell me why engine 23, house 23, is called the big team. I would love to know that. That's all the trucks say. The big team. I'll yeah. ask him. Maybe they're like the big him. guns, you know, like when it's really out of control or, you know, they need <sighs> a special apparatus or something. Or maybe know. it's they have more of them than other firehouses. Like maybe your firehouse has 27 and the other ones yeah. only have 12. They're just On extra the side badass. of the building, there's a seal that says... You can sleep sound tonight because the big team's on the call or something like that. Oh, wow. Is that the That's one, cool. Is that the one by uh, Widmer's off Madison? or is there... Yeah, right across from Purcell Marion, yeah. yeah. Oh, neat. Did you guys see that there are a lot of, uh, there are 13 firefighters from Cincinnati that are in self-isolation right now because two firefighters have tested positive for COVID-19. Really? So as a precautionary measure, the wow. people that had been exposed, the other 13 firefighters are being self-isolated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, and just one real quick note here. This is kind of funny. Brad Paisley and his wife, Kimberly Williams Paisley, they seem to have a pretty solid marriage, and this may be why. When he, when he gets on her nerves, she ties him up and puts duct tape over his mouth. Or, well, then there you go. Yeah. Or at least she did the other day. She posted a, a day 26 <laughs> of quarantine video where she says things have been hard, but she finally turned a corner and she's 
walking through the house, showing their inventory, and she's like, look, you know, I've got soap here, and I've got fresh towels here, and, uh, oh, here, I got audio of it. I'll play it for you. This is pretty funny. Okay, it's day 26 today, um, and it's been hard. I'm not going to lie. But you know what? I feel like I finally turned a corner today. I mean, look. I got soap, I got fresh towels, I have hand sanitizer, there's a little wine left in my glass. Dogs have been fed, you know, we got extra supplies we need. And then when she gets to the pantry, she takes a quick shot of Brad who's tied up on the floor and there's duct tape over his mouth and he's moaning like a hostage. I think, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think I finally figured it out. So stay home, everybody. Do what you need to do to get through this. Cute. <laughs> That's cute. I wonder if Scott would let me do that for fun. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.